Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 50 of Manage the Wild. I'm Nick Madsen. Today, we're going to be talking about sea otters. I've often liked sea otters. I first came across sea otters back in the early 2000s. I moved, graduated high school and moved up to southeast Alaska where I was able to interact with sea otters. I worked for a couple of lodges. One of those lodges was on an island that had a family of sea otters that lived underneath the docks where we would cut fish. As the fishermen would bring in their catch, we would throw the the carcasses and the scraps out into the ocean, let them float away. And the sea otters, um, the family grew quite large, and they were constantly taking uh, the carcasses got to the point sometimes when we would turn our backs um, the otters would crawl up on the docks while we were doing something else and grab the day's catch from somebody else haul it under the dock and you could hear them chomping away on a freshly caught king or a silver and so I've always been interested in just the way sea otters are they always look so cute and friendly but uh, they've had a rough past um, Their populations back in the 60s was reduced in southeast Alaska to pretty low, um, estimated somewhere around 400. They translocated 400 individuals in the early 60s. And the population from the 60s up till 2003 grew from about 400. 400 animals up to over 8,000 by 2003. By 2011, the population had increased to about 26,000. And so the population was doing really well. Um, Researchers were looking into the best possible management for sea otters, and they were curious if they if the scale at which they monitored these animals was too small or too large. That's the challenge that often managers face is they're like the unit that I live in for mule deer. It's a, not a large unit, but it presents some challenges in the fact that you have some wilderness area as well as some urban area. And uh, when you are gathering your deer data, if you gather your deer data from just wilderness only then it could skew the number of animals in your model or if you live in another area um, unit one that has a large amount of private large uh, ranches if you went only on to private and looked at all the deer on the private it would change the way you would issue tags because you would look and say, wow, there's thousands of deer in this unit. And then you go and release a bunch of tags to harvest that. And there's really no deer on the public. Then that's going to change the way your hunting perception is. People get a little upset. And so you have to do a mixture, a little bit of a mixture, make sure you get as many counts on public land versus the private to make sure you're being helpful to not only the population of mule deer but also to the hunters and sportsmen out there 
So uh, they looked at uh, whether this uh, area that they were managing sea otters was too large or too small. And they found out instead of monitoring it by the hundreds of kilometers, it was only to the tens of kilometers, their management size was too large because the populations were kind of isolated. And uh, if you managed them in a larger area, you could wipe out the population in a small area. And so they recommend in this study that uh, you reduce the amount or the scale at which you manage these animals. But it's important to think about when it comes to management, at what scale do we manage these animals? So for the state of Utah, as well as most every other state that I know about, they have a statewide objective, let's say mule deer or elk or pronghorn, and their objective is to grow so many animals or to maintain or to reduce whatever their ultimate goal is. But each area within the state may be over their capacity, under their capacity, or right at capacity. So scale is uh, an important thing, and it's challenging for biologists, wildlife managers, to determine at what scale should we manage something. They're the unit that I'm in um, for elk as well, uh, they were looking at opening up another unit. A uh, population of elk had been forced across a highway that had been fenced for quite some time. The fence had been knocked down in the winter, and you had a large population of elk cross onto the other side of the highway, and it's largely private. But the population started growing, hanging around for a couple of years, and managers were looking at opening up a new unit to help work with these, uh, these elk to reduce the amount of depredation, also to give sportsmen some opportunity. And managers, wildlife managers, biologists went out for a flight to look at how large the population had grown and counted maybe half a dozen animals, maybe a dozen total and that population had what researchers believe is migrated north up into Idaho and so you're always constantly looking at your population your scale whatever you're managing making sure that you're have the animals there to manage them if not uh, make your adjustments as needed but continual monitoring just like they're doing with the sea otters as obviously they're doing well if their population has grown that much but uh, proper management, continuing to do your um, research, your studies, and looking over the numbers, making sure everything adds up, and then adjusting as you go along. All right, you guys have a great day. Stay wild.